This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. All right, all right. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend that is Andy Barons, and he adjusted with us because we had to do an afternoon show today here at Hialeah Park since we take off to the Combine tomorrow. How you doing, my man? You doing all right? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, uh, traveling over the weekend. I was in. I was in Boston. I was. That was kind of exciting. My daughter had a track meet. That was fun. So I'm. But I'm back. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm in place here. I'm good to go. How'd she do? Great. She did great. Um, she's a distance runner. Broke okay. broke 17 minutes in the 5K for the first time, which wow. is crazy and unrelatable to me. Um, so uh, really, really impressed with her right at this moment. Just a I'm little impressed with her. She's generally, just a little bit. Really imp- she's just a little bit ahead of me because I can probably do 17 hours in the 5K. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's just a it's just a stupid thing to watch, and it's a stupid thing to contemplate, and I could never. Um, so. Yeah. No. It's uh long distance runners. You got to give them uh, major props. All right. Can you help me out here? So Byron Jones. Okay. So he says he can't run and jump, but then then when they ask him, "So are you retiring?" Uh, no, I'm not retiring. And then he wants to warn everybody about the pills and everything else that went on in the NFL. It's 2023. Did Byron Jones not know what he was getting himself into? Like, like, dude, you're not enlightening anybody. We kind of know that if you play football, you're not coming out of it healthy, dude. Like, what did you think was going to happen when you were taking these pills or anything? I, I just love how, and I get what he's doing. He's trying to justify why he's been out all year. He waited till March to have his surgery instead of having it right after the season ended last year. So then that dragged on, and then he never got onto the field. And so now he's talking about how he can't run and he can't jump, but I'm not retiring. And it's like, so wait a minute, dude. So what are you doing? And, and, and then he wants to <laughs> warn us about the dangers of football. Like, dude, what is this, like 1980? Like, we already all know the dangers of football, dude. We know they give you drugs to mask the injuries. We know that yeah. you shoot yourself up. We know that you play hurt. We know that you won't come out of the game normal. That's not breaking any news, dude. Like a coal miner knows that his lungs aren't going to be the same when he's done doing that for decades. You know, a teacher knows she's probably not going to be very sane after teaching for 20 or 30 years and dealing with all these punks. You know what I mean? Give me a break, dude. It's just like, it's almost like a PR move to get some sympathy almost from what I see more than anything else. But your thoughts on yeah, that crazy. It's not- it's not particularly revelatory, right? Um, I, I am I am sympathetic to anyone who, when they were, you know, I, like I get it when all of us, no, no matter, most of us are not athletes at the level that uh, Byron Jones or, or anyone comparable, certainly. But like, like when you're 20, 21, it is super easy to say, well, that'll never be me, right? Like I'm-, I'm You're invincible. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely indestructible, and the NFL will obviously teach you very quickly that no, no, you're plenty destructible, because um, that's because that's what we do here, right? We we slam into each other at, at high speeds, and we are so you end up like large. the guy, in, you end up like the guy in Goldeneye. I am invincible, <laughs> and then the stuff it's falls all- on you, and you become stone. Yes, exactly. It's also like it shouldn't at this point um, after you know. 
how have we not learned this lesson? Oh, I'm sure we have. Most most people know. That, well, no, like, Byron, Byron didn't know. He didn't, he had no doctors. Idea. Yeah, doctors affiliated with teams are obviously on different timelines than than you know. It's not you're not necessarily the primary care physician for the the individual, right? And and perhaps in the in the moment you are not at halftime of a game where you know your your employer, the Miami Dolphins or whichever NFL team is is like, hey, we we need this guy. Um, you know, you're, you're not thinking about the long time horizon for the, for the individual player. It is, it has always been that way. Um, it, it's getting better incrementally maybe, but, um, teams are certainly going to resist it. Coaches are certainly going to resist it because they weren't brought up in it. Um, you know, obviously painkiller, like talk to anybody who's ever played in the NFL painkillers are simply a fact of life. It's the same. And, you know, it's the same at, at, at every other like money making level of the sport. Um, it's not new. It's not, just it's not just a like alcohol. Alcohol is nothing new to teachers all over the world. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, man. I, I I was actually uh, I was just reading uh, a, an article on Byron Jones, by the way, that called him the world long jump record holder, which. Like I, I hate reading as, as a fan of track and field. Let me just tell you, I hate reading stuff like that because Byron Jones is not the world record holder in the long jump. He like, he has like an unofficial record in the combine broad jump, which has not been a track event in like a hundred years. Anyway, he was tr tremendously athletic, but it should not be a big revelation to anybody that, uh, uh, if there's one thing that will wreck your athleticism in a hurry, it is NFL football. Of course it is. Yeah, I just I just find it funny that you know the way he's phrasing all of this, trying to break news to us. Like, yeah, dude, we we know all football players are screwed up when they're done playing. Yeah. That's kind of, that's part of the game. And if you didn't know that you were going to be all screwed up, then uh, you know I got some issues with you. Uh, by the way, I I want to congratulate your Bears. So they've now decided not to trade Justin Fields. Oh, okay, great. Yes, that's fantastic. I mean. Where was that even a thought? Like, how would you give up? Look, if you want to give up on Zach Milf Wilson, I got no problem <laughs> with that. I understand the kid's been immature. He hasn't handled anything the right way for two years, and he can't even play. Okay, so you want to give up on him? You know, still kind of early, yeah. but I get that one. I understand. Justin Fields has been a rock for you, bro. He's a yeah, young I'll, man. I, I don't think the Bears just came to this decision, by the way. Like, I think but, we're, but we're but seeing I, some reporting I, Why, why would right it even now. be brought up? Why would it even be thought of at this point? You, you've got to give this kid a chance to grow. He's got all the ability in the world, and he's really a good kid. So he's not like Kyler Murray that he's not going to study and not going to work hard. He's actually the polar opposite of that. Yeah. So he has the work ethic. He has the incredible talent. Okay, you and I, we've talked about this. Do I worry about his accuracy? Of course I do. But look at Jalen Hurts. It can be worked on. It can be perfected yeah. a little bit more. And so you got to give him time. The fact that this was even a conversation – in fact, I got to tell you something. If I owned the Bears and I was in the front office and somebody said, hey, well, maybe we should think about, tr you know, trading Justin Fields, I would have punched the guy out right there and then. Just right there. <laughs> and then tell him, you're fired. Get the hell out of this building right now. I mean, seriously, how could that even be a discussion? 
Yeah, number number one, he has athletic traits that can't be taught, right? And and probably can't be found in this particular draft. Maybe the Florida kid, right? But um, but th- but there's just not a lot of places where you can find the level of athleticism that that Justin Fields has. He, uh, you've also invested multiple years in him now, um, so you can't just like shake the etch a sketch every two years and say, nope, starting over because we found another like shiny toy, right? You can't do that. For a t- um, for a that, team that, that can't find quarterbacks for decades. Yeah. And you can you can also easily imagine um, you know, I don't know that premier receivers right now are going to be lining up to play with Justin Fields, but you can certainly imagine Justin Fields as the centerpiece of the team that that dudes want to play for too, right? Um, yeah. that that is that is pretty easy to see. He's um, by absolutely all accounts um, incredibly hard worker. Uh, you know, like say whatever you like about the sack rate was terrible. Um, well, that's that's you know, part of young and running quarterbacks. They got to right, know. Right. They got to know. As Kenny Rogers would say, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold yeah. them. And running quarterbacks, that is a trick with them because they're so athletic. They always think they can make something happen, and a lot of times they end up running into sacks. And, that happens all the time, time with these. He guys. does make the, you know, the the flip side of it is occasionally he'll rush for a sixty yard touchdown, right? Because he's the most athletic guy on the field at any given time. You're right. So, and that that won't last forever. And he's you know he's put himself at risk. And we can have a discussion about running quarterbacks versus pure pocket passers and all that. But he's he's a huge talent um, who has every bit the right attitude. Um, he has been he's been a great citizen, right? Like I, I don't know, every, everything about him has been he's super easy to root for. As a Bears fan, I'm still really excited about him. I don't think it was much of a topic of discussion. I mean, if you have a scout who's just banging the table for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, I would get that too. They're good. But I can't imagine just walking back the the years that you've now spent with Justin Fields. The, prog- the, the progressive years, okay? Mm-hmm. Remember, that's why I brought up Zach Wilson. There's been no progression there. there this has right. been progressive. You are getting better and better. So, like, what do you want? Get- I expect him to become better next year. Now, if we get to the point that he can't fix his accuracy, then fine. But giving up on that kid now. Now, I will say this. This is one thing that you Chicagoans need to straighten that young man out. Okay? All right? This dome shit has got to end. All right? (laughs) Like, Like, yo, dude. This is why when you're in Buffalo, you want to play in the elements. This is why when you're in Miami, we want the heat and humidity in September and October. We want to see those guys sucking wind going, oh, my God, this humidity is going and sucking the life out of me. That's what you want, dude. I mean, it's like the dumbest thing the Vikings ever did was go to a dome. That's stupid. Why is it called the frozen tundra? Because you don't want to go to Green Bay and november and december and january because it's gonna be cold as hell there like that's the one thing that i would tell justin feels like i pull him aside yo kid this is to our advantage wear something warmer let's go suck it up <laughs> it's yeah this is one of those things that becomes like a, a a local government discussion too right because there's a there's a non-trivial number of people that want you to have you know the type of facility where we can have a Super Bowl and we can have a Final Four and we can have all the stuff, but there is just something wonderful about having an outdoor stadium in the Midwest and you get occasionally terrible conditions, but like you live in it and they don't and uh, it, right. it should be an advantage. You, in fact, it should like just somebody who's as, as gifted athletically and as fast and as quick cutting as Justin Fields is, 
um, it should be a huge advantage. Like once or twice a year when you get in a snow game or you get in one of those monsoons that we will occasionally have by the Great, Great Lakes, point. right? Um, Great point. By the, by, the way, by the way, Chicago and Buffalo should build the dome. They should, but a retractable one. Because what yeah. you do, because the stupidity of this is you do have to build the dome if you're in those places because this is what I'm going to tell you. So you have a snowstorm going on, right? But you're still going to play the game. Okay, so you have it closed until like 15, 20 minutes, half hour before the game. You open it up, let the elements in. That way your stadium is not snowed in by 15 feet of snow and you've got to shovel right. it all out. This way you protect it and this way you can have other events. You can do other things and hold other events because you do have the roof. But if you're Buffalo or you're Chicago, you unveil the roof. You know, you take that thing out, you open it up half hour prior to games, no matter what the elements are. And that's it. What a, what a moment for fans in the stadium, too, right? And we never, we've never seen anything like that. Really. Right. Like, imagine it's it's five minutes before kickoff and you're comfortable in the dome and the opposing team is comfortable in the dome. And then all of a sudden that roof starts to come back. Oh, my God, that would be so exciting. Exactly. And then the elements come in and then then and then the, the Bears and the, and the Bills are like, okay, this is what we practice in. All right, we're good. Yeah. And then the Dolphins and – you know, the Falcons and the Texans and, you know, the, the the Cardinals. And we're all freezing our asses off going, God damn, this place sucks. You know, because that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, it's just, just, you know, come on, kid, play to your elements, man. All right, let's uh, let's get to the Lamar Jackson talk. Would you give him a fully guaranteed deal? Um, along a different timeline than the one that he's looking at, I, I think I might, but I, you know, I, I don't think it's reasonable for any team to give him everything he's asking for. This is one of those tricky conversations because like I, the reported offers that Baltimore has made, I don't, I don't find them shocking. I find them really reasonable and, and fairly generous. Yeah, right? but he, he um, wants fully guaranteed and more money than Watson. Which I, which I also like. I, I, I understand again, I the generality what he's doing of it. And I, yes. and I, we, we talked about this before. Like I, I get that somebody along the way is going to have to sort of, sort of lead the charge for NFL players to get more guaranteed money. It's wild that we're in this situation where the sport where they at the where they are at the greatest risk. And we, you know, talked about it with Jones and what he said. Like, yeah, you really are at the greatest physical risk, and um, you have the, you know, you have the least. A, a percentage of guaranteed dollars it's it's troubling i would i would want all of it if i were lamar but i can't believe um that that they can't find a compromise position here because i i think that what baltimore has apparently offered seems pretty in line with every contract except for watson's um i would like to think that you know we'll, we'll see where the numbers come in for for jalen hurts who you know by the way has now taken a team further than than Lamar Jackson has Lamar can and, and, and he's his. become a better passer than Lamar let's be honest please yeah. oh yeah with much better weapons. God, I mean yes. I, I, we'd we'd like to see Lamar Jackson with at AJ Brown with the uh, uh, receivers of the quality of Philadelphia's but but Jalen Hurts has has already been the the best player in a Super Bowl arguably right so like yeah. maybe that maybe those contracts shouldn't be uh, uh you know exactly the same 
because uh, Jalen has accomplished something. I, I've seen I've just, seen him get better at that area in passing than the other guy does. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just yeah, I've seen the other guy overthrow receivers all the time. It has nothing to do with their names. They're wide open the, and they're they're. If and the number ultimately comes in for Jalen Hurts, and it's not, you know, and, and and there's a lot of non-guaranteed money in that deal. If there's, I you know, something like 130 million guaranteed and an equal amount that is not guaranteed, I don't know. That seems. Doesn't seem outrageous to me, um, but it's just—it's just the the problem is the is the Watson contract. But you can't you can't let one overly generous. The other the other complication, of course, in the Watson contract is he probably didn't want to be there, and uh, right. in order to facilitate, he didn't it, they want had to give him all that guaranteed money. Right. You know, if right. if Lamar truly wants to be in Baltimore, I can't believe that they're not going to find a compromise position. But but no, to answer your original question, my. I mean, my offer would not be the Deshaun Watson contract. It would never reach that level either, I don't think. Yeah, most of us that don't live in Cleveland, you're going to have to pay us a lot to live there. Sorry, Cleveland. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, Dolphins, they need a linebacker badly, my brother. I mean, badly. And they this happens to be an offseason where there's going to be a boatload of middle linebackers available in free agency. Now, there's one that's a little hypothetical. I'm not big on hypotheticals. I don't like doing that, but I'm going to throw his name into this group. All right, so Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals, Bobby Wagner is available, Levante David's available, David Long Jr. is dealt with some injuries, but he's also available, and Tremaine Edmonds, who still could be tagged and, you know, but... Apparently, the Bills now with these new contracts kicking in, and especially Allen's, they're going to be limited on to who they can actually keep. So there's some word that Edmonds is going to hit free agency. So your thoughts on if you're the Dolphins, who's the middle linebacker you're going for that you think a guy like Vic Fangio would like? And, and you, you, you saw him coach in Chicago, so you know what he likes. Yeah, one of the... Um First of all, you need uh, goes without saying at the linebacker position generally, but but particularly when you think about uh, what Fangio is really like. One of the it's not it's not super splashy, but one of the, like one of the traits that I think of when you think of a big Fangio defense is you're just not giving up huge plays, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna beat us, if you're gonna put up a number against this defense, you're gonna have to do it like think and dunk, think and dunk yeah. all the way down. Yeah, he's he's just not going to give you you know seventy yards to the house. That just doesn't happen a lot. Reliable tacklers, couple of couple of really reliable tacklers, um, sort of playing inside linebacker positions. And and so when I think of that, I don't know. Like maybe Edmonds is not the first name that comes to mind. I feel like he's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, but he's obviously he's he's younger than some of the other names on this list. If I'm I'm the Dolphins and I just think I can win right now, and I I do. Right. Like, I, I, yeah, I need to add a running back. I need to do some things. But I feel like I've probably got my quarterback. I've certainly got my receivers. I've got a lot of key pieces in place. Um, I mean, either David or Bobby Wagner makes a lot of sense. I'm with you. When 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 Wagner and the Rams parted ways, you, you, you realistically, it sounded like maybe Wagner already had a destination in mind. Um, Miami would would seem to would seem to fit like all the all the boxes you could imagine Perfect. Bobby Wagner writing down. I think Miami checks him. So it's not going to surprise me if he's the guy. And, he's um, not, he, and it's not a cap killer deal. He's not going right. to ask for like Edmonds. You're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And like you said, he may not be the perfect fit. He's not like you. I know what you're doing. You're thinking Roquan and you're going, OK, yeah. who yeah. fill who's more like Roquan in that defense? 
And Bobby Wagner is Bobby Wagner is Roquan before Roquan. Right? That's what in in other words, Bobby Wagner is Roquan. I mean, I'm sorry, Roquan is Bobby Wagner. So go get the guy that you could probably get for at least two years, because he's probably got two really good years left, not a cap killer, and then you can turn it over and maybe you can even draft a young guy over the next year or two to kind of groom. And I listen, I think Levante David certainly fits that um I agree some of that description as well. Plus one of the one of the big problems that you've got in the AFC over the next couple of years is at some point I have to get past the Chiefs. And I have seen Levante David not perfectly, but imperfectly cover Travis Kelsey and do a credible job doing it on the biggest stage in sports, right? And and that that would matter to me. Like he like that team is a problem. I think Miami's good enough that you need to think about the top of the AFC and how do I get past the Bengals and how do I get past the Chiefs and how do I get past the Bills, right? Like that's what I'm thinking about if I'm as good as the Dolphins are. I will also say that um, I think that Kazir White is is a free agent as well. And I he might be a bit of a consolation prize as a linebacker, but I, I don't I don't think he's necessarily back with Philadelphia. And that guy's a tackler. Like that, that guy's that guy's I don't know, playing a couple of IDP leagues. So I can tell you that White has has totaled over 250 tackles over the last two years. Like he's he's bankable. I don't think he's Bobby Wagner. I'm not saying that, but if you you know if Bobby Wagner turns out not to be available to you, I think he's a really interesting name. I think he's a pretty steady force week in and week out. What do you got working on uh, on uh, Yahoo so folks can check you out, my friend? So much fantasy baseball content going on right now. Um, we're releasing all kinds of sleepers and position previews and mock drafts and all that all that usual baseball silliness. Also, uh, the Fantasy Football Forecast podcast is going to continue uh, all year round. I don't know when it's going to end. Maybe it'll never end, um, but it's certainly going to go uh, fast and furious to draft. Football never ends, dude. I'm in the combine never this ends. week, and then you know, free agency is about to start, and then we'll be getting ready for the draft and then are you gonna run a 40 are we gonna get the official um measurables on i, I was thinking i was years? thinking of doing it but then andy then everybody is gonna be heartbroken when i do a 4-1 and then no <laughs> one else and then you know and then teams are gonna be asking me hey you know can you get in shape and you can might do a 3-9 you know that kind of stuff so i don't want to put other people to shame by going over there and just you know, it's it's just not fair. They've been working all their lives. Me, you know, I've been eating cheeseburgers, and I'm gonna go, uh, you know, <laughs> overshadow them. That's just not that's just not right. That's just not right. I I, I like just need the ver- I need the vertical. I need to know the vertical. Oh yeah, I can sky, I can sky <laughs> with the best of them. <laughs> Instead of a rabbit in front of you, they're gonna have a cheeseburger, and you chase exactly, a cheeseburger down the yeah. That's that's how that's how I run my race. Hell yeah. Follow him on Twitter. Cheeseburger up top of the like 48 inch mark on the vertical leap thing. And yeah, that's it. Follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons and catch his work there at sport at at, uh, sports. I keep saying at Yahoo (laughs) sports with our sports grill, Miami Dolphins and NFL report. Andy, as always, thank you, my friend. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, Bigo. Appreciate it. it. Have fun. You got it. Definitely. Always. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. There you go. Andy Barons and it's Sports Grill. You know, it's Monday. So today, Monday at Sports Grill, they got all kinds of things going on. The Kendall location. Oh, baby, they got the milkshakes going on right now. The rock and roll music playing all night long. And today, the $7 single smash burger on Mondays. Tuesday, $2 tacos, chicken, beef, and fish. And on Wednesdays, 
Listen, you buy an, a, a, an adult buys an entree, your kid eats for free. You're going to love that. Plus, they've got their hot sauces available to take home. The buffalo sauce, the Miami heat, the blackberry, the barbecue, the dale. They got them out there, and the Doral location is open. Sports Grill, baby. Check it out. Eight great locations. Sportsgrill.com. This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. All righty, there he is. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Oh, I can't complain. Let me uh, lean back here on the couch here a little bit. I'm in uh, in the combine. Are, we're, you're still home, right? How's the you know, winter storms treated you? Uh, better. You know, we didn't have uh, power for three days last week. It was almost 72 hours, which, you know, we were about ready to go Lord, on the fly, Lord of the Flies on each other. But um, another storm coming today. We're going to get some snow in a couple hours. So hopefully it won't be um, as bad as it was last week because we're all spoiled, right? You know, everything works, electricity. I don't have a generator. Maybe one of these years I'll buy one. But, and I, I know down there, you guys, you know, the, you get different kinds of storms. It's and, and, the law. You better have a generator in our town, bro. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, I'm in Indianapolis right now where it's cold and rainy right now. So it's like the perfect afternoon to like dive into bed. Just what, what would be if you were if you were at the combine? What would be your what would you measure the strongest in? Eating. <laughs> I think I do best in the wonder lake. I think I do good on the personality testing, not not on the physical testing. Uh, let me see which one would I do. Um, the gauntlet. There you go. I got yeah. the hands, baby. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I have pretty good hands too. I can't run away from anybody. No, if not, you throw it in my neighborhood, have, I will catch it. But that's the beauty of the gauntlet. I don't have to run away. I just got to catch. So yeah. there you go. I'll go with the gauntlet. I'll go. I've survived the gauntlet of life. That gauntlet is nothing, bro. You know, I'm I'm ready to go. So it's a, it's a, it's all good in the hood, as they say. Somebody posted on Twitter the a movie that I don't even know. I've seen the whole thing, but. Uh, there's a movie in the 80s called The Best of Times where... Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, where are the white shoes, baby? Right. Yeah, Kurt Russell and um, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams is going to be like the least likely to ever be a wide receiver. But on the, on the climactic play, of the, I'm going to spoil it, a movie that came out in 1986. But on the climactic play, he makes this great you know spin move at the line of scrimmage and gets open and catches the game-winning touchdown. But the key was that Kurt Russell showed up in the white cleats. Right. That was the key. Right? Reno, Reno Hightower, right? Yeah, right. That was right when they, they knew that they were going to win. Unlike, let's say, Tom Hanks, who thought he was going to win when his catcher showed up for Game Seven of of the of the Ladies World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought, but she she purposely dropped that ball, right? Well, well, this all this all specifically raises a question: what what is the best sports movie of all time? Dude, I think it all depends on what kind of a sports fan you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you take it serious, then you're going to pick one of the serious movies. You know, um, uh, what, what's the uh, Robert Redford one? Or, the Natural. Or the Natural or the other one with the, if you build it, Field of Dreams. Field of or, Dreams, yep. Or, uh, or, or the, uh, the, the one of um, the two football players when he's dying, uh, the Bears. and Ryan uh, Song. Ryan Song. You're going to pick something like that. Then if you're a comedy guy, you're going to go 
Major League, Bad News Bears, you know, Bull Durham, yeah. Bull Durham the replacements. You know, you're you're going to pick something that has a little bit more comedy to it. So you could, you could also get lost in the definitions, okay? Because if if this movie counts, there's one movie I like better than everything else. But every, uh, people are always going to scream, "That's not a sports movie." But if you count either pool or poker as a sport, I would take the color of money or rounders over anything else. Yeah, but not a sport. But they're, but they're not sports, and a lot of people will say, "Well, was it, can a pool player be in the cover of Sports Illustrated?" There have been poker articles in Sports Illustrated, but a lot of people will scream up and down, "They're not sports." No, they're not athletes. Yeah. So then I would probably come back to pro- probably Bull Durham for me, or, or maybe Tin Cup or something like that, which are both written by Ron Shelton. There you go, the Bull Durham would be. Yeah, Ron Shelton also wrote the best of times. A lot of these sports movies were, were uh, tied to Ron Shelton. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that actually. Uh, that's a that's a good nugget to know. But I think it's it, I, I think it's it's very subjective when it comes to that because it well, all be depends. subjective. You're a radio. You're a radio host. You have opinions. I'm, you know. Oh no, no, your own no. criteria. What do you yeah. gonna go with? I mean, I never have an opinion on this show. Um, if I'm going to go, my favorite sports movie of all time. It's hmm. a good one. Doesn't matter what kind the of longest yard should be in there. Oh, guys, so good. I think I broke his freaking neck. I think That's I broke his freaking neck. Uh, I broke his freaking neck. Uh, let's see. Caddyshack? Are you count Caddyshack? I mean, oh, my God. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah. No, no. There's there's a lot of really, really good ones, man. What would be my favorite? I got to tell you something. Maybe it's because it meant so much in my childhood. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bad News Bears. No, oh, great one. Just going to go with the Bad News Bears. I love the second one too in breaking training where they play in the Astrodome. Yeah, yeah, they're, they, they're, they're going to get bounced, and then the the real Astros are in the dugout, and then the whole yeah. place uh, rallies behind them. And and I, I when I was a kid, Kelly Leak was like the cool. I wanted to be like Kelly Leak, you know? exactly. I, I wanted to ride a motorcycle. I, I wanted to hit home runs against kids. I was probably seven years older than. At least it sure looks like he is. But right. um, you know. and Tatum O'Neill was a cutie in those days and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. They jumped the shark when they went to Japan. No. That sure. one was two, two worked. If you can get two movies that work, so often the sequel is, is terrible in, in almost anything. Yeah, uh, and sometimes they make a sequel that has nothing to do with anything. Like you know, the fact they made a Caddyshack two that has nothing to do with the original Caddyshack is an abomination. But yeah. the second one, very good. They should have stopped at two. Quit when yeah. you're ahead. You yeah, can even yeah. argue the Godfather shouldn't have gone to three. Yeah, no, the Godfather three is bad. Godfather two is excellent. Actually. Maybe better than the first one. It might be. Some people could argue that one. I'm with you there. Look, uh, Slapshot. That's a great one. So good. And, you know, Slapshot is a better drama than it gets credit for because everybody talks about the Hanson brothers and all the slapstick in it. And, you know, the the defenseman who wants to go to Florida. One of my friends, Steve Gleason, loves mentioning him. We we quote that line all the time. I can't probably say on this show, but Paul Newman, terrific. The, The theme song of that movie is actually what the Maple Leafs play after they win. They play that get right back to where we started from. That's what they play after. The, at least right. they, that was their victory song. I don't think they've changed that. If they did, it was very recent. Yeah. But yeah, Slapshot's terrific. 1977, another Paul Newman movie, of course, because he was in The Color of Money, which is outstanding. And The Hustler, another one. Again, I'm bending the rules. I'm I'm cheating. I'm yes. cheating, Big O. Let's just put it out there. Uh, there's an asterisk next to my name because I'm going to cheat. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 extending it a little bit uh, a little bit too much. All right, uh, you're. Uh... Your impressions on what's gone on with the Dolphins so far this week, Greer and McDaniel, uh, pretty much, uh, I guess they, they have to keep 
uh, reiterating how much they're behind Tua. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's it's a story. The problem is there's nothing Tua can do in the offseason that it, the proof of the pudding is going to be the eating. It's going to be the playing and getting hit and everybody holding their breath and then going back to the huddle and being okay. Or, or the first time he goes into the blue tent next year or something like that, which is inevitable in football. The quarterbacks, even in an era where they do everything to protect them, they still take a lot of contact. And we know the NFL, more than any other sport, the NFL is defined by one guy, your quarterback. It's the entire identity of your team. The structure of this team with the coaching, with the playing, they made the playoffs last year. And even without Tua, they, they gave Buffalo a scare. That, that game was there to be won. You got to think if yeah. Tua plays, they win that game. And, and they obviously beat Buffalo once in the regular season. Of we, we had Scott, we had Skyler on a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I told him if you guys if if you get that fourth and one instead of it being fourth and six and you convert that I almost felt like you were going to win the game and he agreed he was like yeah man that's how we all felt that if we could convert that fourth and one we would have been on our way to win that game yeah with, with playing with a quarterback who had almost no snaps of the offense right and, and you can see how disorganized they were at the end of that game but this is a team that is built to win 10 or 11 games. It's just a matter of, I, I wish I had a good answer for this, and I don't know what I'm going to do for fantasy, right? Tyreek Hill is still a first-round pick. Jalen Waddell's probably graduated to a second-round pick. We don't know what's going to go on. I, I think the running back situation is very interesting because they've talked about maybe bringing guys back, but I think they're going to draft somebody or, or sign somebody. They're going to have a – they're going to be – a player on this roster who's not in the roster right now who will be the first running back taken off the team. I don't know who that is, but – it's, it's going to get a fresh coat there. Obviously, you know, they're going to have a different tight end look. But any offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle is really fun. And I, I hope – I would love to see Tua play a healthy full season. I mean, he was an MVP candidate. If He had he led the league, as we've talked about. He led the league in quarterback rating. Yeah. His YPA was off the charts. I mean, the guy can play. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy. And nobody has a great answer for that. I'm with you there. Are you an Anthony Richardson believer? Because I know his athletic ability is sick. But I still haven't seen the accuracy on a consistent basis. And I know that with Josh Allen, they kind of worked on his accuracy. Uh, now, he still has his erratic moments, actually. Uh, you know, even to this day, uh, Lamar Jackson has never really kind of fixed his accuracy. Jalen Hurts was one of those guys that has been able to work on his accuracy. Where are you with Anthony Richardson? Because Lord knows the God, the God gave him some serious gifts but it's about putting it all together obviously yeah I, I, well if you had a choice you have to go with a player who's got the gifts and you worry about his environment or coaching versus a player who maybe does everything right but is only so physically gifted because you you can never fix that i mean i guess the perfect example you know, guys like drew Brees or tom brady wouldn't have had great combines you know brady looked like a paper boy when he showed up at the combine but he did everything else right but i mean he had a stronger arm than people give him credit for also his work ethic was off the charts you know, patrick mahomes was a guy in college who had every you know every part of the skill set you'd want but i mean they didn't win at texas tech and maybe a lot of that was the coaching of course because we we know that um you know the, the cardinals learned that that cliff kingsbury wasn't an nfl coach but I, I come down on, give me the guy who's got all the talent, and I'll hope that he gets in the right situation. I'll hope he gets with the right coaching staff, and, and he figures it out. And, and one thing you, you never know with NFL is how much the environment matters. Steve Young and the Buccaneers was, was worthless. Couldn't do a thing because the Buccaneers were horrible. He goes to San Francisco, and he builds a Hall of Fame career in his 30s. What if Tom Brady was drafted by the Browns? 
or, or some horrible team, some the Raiders when they were really down. And maybe Tom Brady would have had a six-year, seven-year career as a backup, and we never would talk about him. It's it's a it's a plausible question. I think Richards. I would I would take the chance on Richardson if I were a team that needed a quarterback. And we know there's like ten teams right now that are dead, you know, in the water. A quarterback. I, I'd be fine taking him in the first round. I just have to have a real quarterback guru on my team to make sure. sure I have a chance to succeed. If I don't have a guy that has a track record of developing quarterbacks, then that's where it becomes an even bigger gamble, you know, by taking Richardson. That's the only thing I would look at. And, Lamar- hoping, and one of the storylines this year, right, this offseason, is, is this, look, there'll be rookie quarterbacks taken and, you know, and how big are their hands, how big are their, is their height, all this stuff, what is their arm strength? We also wonder, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? Can, can Derek Carr figure out his career again? Can Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy wherever he winds up? Is Aaron Rodgers going to get his mojo back? I guess he's probably going to the Jets. It sounds like they're going to give up on him in Green Bay. And also, is Jordan Love finally ready to be something interesting? He looked like he had no idea what he was doing the first couple times he played, but he showed some promise last year. You know, The quarterback, the NFL – you know, obviously, every, every so much goes into success, right? I mean, you need an offensive line. You need good play calling. You need a defense that can make impact plays on three different levels. The kicking game is so important. But so much of it is about the quarterbacks. And it's not just the rookies that we don't know about. There's so many veterans. Last year was a really bad year for veteran quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford fell off the map. Brady, you know, took a step back his last year. Rodgers didn't play well. Carr's going to be on a new team now. We, we, we have... We're at a point where it's like, I think there's like seven or eight quarterbacks we all like, and then we're not sure about the rest of the league. Yeah. By the way, Eric Storm says, Brady has zero Super Bowl rings if drafted by a team like the Lions or Browns. QB only has a good situation he's in. Eric, I let me tell you something about Tom Brady and Joe Montana, okay? Both had great teams, but when both won their first Super Bowls, it was Jermaine Wiggins. It was Troy Brown. It was Greg Cooper. It was Freddie Solomon. It wasn't Dwight Clark. It wasn't, you know, any of the other things that came after with Jerry Rice and, and John Taylor and with and with Tom Brady after that, he ended up adding, you know, the Wes Welkers of the world and and uh, Gronk and Randy Moss, and Randy Moss, Hernandez, whatever. I mean, he started adding even better players down the line. But dude, his tight end in his first year that they won the Super Bowl was Jermaine Wiggins. Yeah, he threw the ball to Redmond, Wiggins, and Brown on the final drive. He had under 100 yards on that drive. Dwight, Dwight Clark was on the first Montana team. He did catch the famous right but the rest of the right but the rest of the guys were just bro it was freddie solomon and greg cooper and the running running back room was very ordinary too earl greg cooper yeah there was no roger craig there was no no there was no tom rathman yep you know you got to kind of know the history too at times and give some of these players the credit too because it's funny that you know brady and 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 montana they had great teams around them, but if you really look at their first titles, they won them with, you know, not not the same kind of skill set players that they had as their careers went on. They actually had much better teams as their careers went on. You know what I mean? For sure. It's it's like when he goes to Tampa, he's got Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin and, and Godwin. I mean, Jesus yep. Christ, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? And he had a couple tight ends and Mom all that. Came back and Fournette yeah. had the best year of his career with Brady two years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I I think that's a I think that's a little unfair, you know what I mean? Overall, you know, it's those teams are pretty good, obviously, but they they did with less in those moments. So I would give it. I'm not putting Ben in the same category. Notice because Ben was more of a just a facilitator in his first year. But if you look at what Montana and 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 Brady had to do, they had to make plays. They had to make plays in those first years. You know what I mean? So I, I would be – I think you're being a little unfair to those guys. Well, to Brady, that is, mm-hmm. you know, overall. But I threw Montana in there because there's a, there's a you know, similarity in that first championship with those two guys. Oh, for sure. And, and they're always, they're always going to be linked, too, because neither one of them was a first-round draft pick. Right. Montana was a third-round pick out of Notre Dame who had some college success. And everybody remembers – it's so funny how they're similar. right? Everybody remembers Montana's heroics in the, the bowl game. I think it was the Cotton Bowl. But still, he wasn't seen as a major prospect drafted in the third round. Dude, he, so ca- he came to the Orange Bowl to play the Canes. Mm-hmm. Maybe 25,000 were there to see it. Yeah. Nobody was there to see it. Like, who the hell is Joe Montana? Right. You know, Brady, was that- put, Brady had the share time with Drew Henson famously finally got the job kind of to himself his final season. In fact, one year in, in the preseason, Lloyd Carr said, you know what? It's a dead heat between Brian Greasy and Tom Brady. And because it's a dead heat, we always go to the upperclassmen. So Brian Greasy played that year and, and Brady was just as good as him in, in the walk up to the regular season. But because Greasy was the upperclassman, that's the way they went. And then Brady had that great moment. That was in the Orange Bowl against Alabama where they beat uh, they beat Alabama and, and Brady threw for a million yards and everything. But even then, so he thought he was going in the second or third round. The draft day is one of the worst days of his life. He, yeah. he eventually stopped watching it. And then he got a phone call from Bob Kraft and you know, everything everything changed. And then, of course, what if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt? What if Mo Lewis doesn't have the hit on Bledsoe? Maybe Brady would have sat for three or four more years. Right. Who knows? You never know. You never know, man. Uh, by the way, Devin brought in Remember the Titans. That's a newer movie, and that's yeah. actually a pretty Denzel damn Washington. good one. Yep, really good one. Somebody, if somebody says that's her favorite movie, I, I have no problem with that one. Although I always hate watching the kid get paralyzed. That that part I always hate uh, of, of that movie. All right, Lamar Jackson. So the report came out this week that he wants no less than what Deshaun Watson got. Mm. Does anybody give him that? Because I almost get the feeling that he's going to get tagged, he won't sign the tag, and there will be a holdout. I think that's what we're headed for. Your thoughts? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. But ultimately, Jackson's going to realize he has no agency in it. What's he going to do, sit out a year and do the levy on Bell? It's not a good idea. Your biological clock is ticking. They need to build the infrastructure there. Last year, they did not have the – the the receivers i mean when they lost bateman i know they thought bateman was going to have a breakout second year but they had one of the worst receiving rooms in the year of the league and cer- certainly for a team that made the playoffs somehow uh, i know the giants that were kind of similar too they didn't have a lot to work with but they need to do a better job of supporting jackson but ultimately i think they need each other right i mean baltimore doesn't want to pay him through the nose but what are you gonna do if you don't have him you're irrelevant and Jackson doesn't want to accept it. it. That's why this Watson contract drives me crazy because it, now it becomes a measuring stick for a guy who we don't even know if he can play anymore. Right. And it was a contract that wasn't deserving. And then it ruins it to everybody else. Like if so the stupid. chiefs, if the chiefs did it to Mahomes, right. Then there's an argument that you, there's a discussion we can have, but this was just irresponsibility, just like the Raiders did with Gruden. And then it, it shook up the co- the coaching world, too, you know, at the same time. What so, price uh, glory? You know, the Browns have been irrelevant for so long. 
that they gave up all this in trade and they gave up all this money and and for what you know good good for you your team t- still stunk and you have the stench of Deshaun Watson on you congratulations yeah, yeah I know it's just like you did Thank all God of- he can come to Miami oh you don't want God. all that that would no wait, I didn't want that bro I didn't, I never wanted him or anybody else I'm I'm, I'm fine with Tua. Uh, I, I think the kid will figure things out and he'll he'll protect himself this year and play, you know, a lot better. Uh, there's we now know the key to winning, my man. The blueprint is out there, dude. Treat your players like shit. Your trainer has to tell your players, hey, you can't report an injury, bro. No, 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 you're not injured. But but wait a minute, my legs uh, disconnected from my body. Eh, get out there on the field. Don't worry about it. So apparently the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they got the worst grade out there in the NFL. They don't trust their trainer. Their facilities are, you know, cheap, all that kind of. So the Kansas City Chiefs are winning Super Bowls by mistreating their players. Our Dolphins are number two in the NFL in pampering players. What the hell is Steven Ross doing? Building a hospital on the on the on the facility, mm. building a improving the stadium, building a new practice facility. What's he doing, bro? Come on. We got to go back to the, like the, the days of the seventies and let's mistreat players. Now that that's how it pays off. My brother. I'm glad that's the said, key. I'm glad you said days of the seventies. Cause as you were talking, it jarred my memory to another sports movie we should have mentioned, which is outstanding. North Dallas. North 40. Dallas 40. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, and talked about a lot of what we're talking about now where, the moment you're not useful to the team anymore, they don't care about you. They don't care about your long-term health. They don't care about you as a person. And that's what happens to Nick Nolte. When Nick Nolte can no longer help, what is basically the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's by, by the way, I have changed my, my tune. That's my favorite movie. Yeah, it's I a great answer. That. That's my so favorite good. movie. Great final Dallas scene, 40. too. Yeah, Mac Davis is, is well cast as the quarterback. And uh, Nolte's like, yep, I'm, hey, it's off me. I'm not. I don't, you're, you're on your own now. Good yeah. luck, Poot. Uh, that's gross 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 is when you go kiss your grandpa to sleep and he sticks his tongue down your throat that's gross (laughs) there's so many lines ahead of its time so it's like five minutes five minutes five minutes and then he goes hey coach how much fuck fuck you (laughs) so it's freaking i love north dallas for that's my favorite sports movie i completely Forgot about North Dallas 40. That was awesome. So ahead of its time. For but the they, youngins out there, if you've never seen North Dallas 40, it is probably the closest to real football back in the day. Because mm-hmm. they, they can't be the way they are now. Forget about it. But 20, 40, 50 years ago, that was probably the way football and football players were were acting. Yeah, it's almost like a documentary. It's almost back. like Dazed and Confused has like a documentary feel. Wait, wait, North, are, North Dallas. Your mic on. Your mic. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. No. 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 Funny how that happens, right? Hello? All of a sudden, everything's going normal, and then boom. No, we don't hear you. Hold on. I don't hear you either, Sean. I hear him. I hear Scott. Hello? Okay. Testing? Is it One, me two, then? 
Is something going on with me? I believe it may be, uh, but I do hear Scott. Uh, I'll check the chat, see if they hear Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I I took off my headphones, so now I'm hearing Scott. Go ahead. Scott, you there? (laughs) I'm here. Hi. Okay. All right. So what did you say there when I I, uh, said the whole thing? I think I said 58 Razor, Z slot. Uh, No. (laughs) The thing with Kansas City is, you know, what's the ultimate deodorant? They have the quarterback and the coach, right? And that makes up for that covers. And winning, John, John Madden famously said that winning was the ultimate deodorant. And... Uh, another team that graded really well in the facilities is Dallas, who hasn't won a thing. The real North Dallas 40, you know, North, you know, North Dallas 53 now, when's the last time they won a game of relevance, right? But yeah. they have great, you know, you know, they take care of families there. They have great facilities. Jerry Jones obviously has more money than anybody, but it, it hasn't turned into a, a winning situation. So uh, <laughs> it's it's we whistle in the dark with, you know, with the injuries, with the way the players are treated, where the money goes, how long a career is, and there's an underbelly everywhere. You know, there's a bunch of stuff under the carpet. There's a bunch of grime under the couch, you know, or under the stove or whatever. And when you look at it, you're like, wow, where did this come from? Why don't we clean this up? But it's, um, it's, it's something we all have to reconcile that we cover the NFL. It's the greatest sport in the, in the, in America, but there's certainly a, something that comes as a price that's paid for that. Um, when you, when you look at the Raiders situation, uh, I saw where the coach and the general manager were talking about that. They probably won't be looking for a big time quarterback, uh, this off season, that it's maybe more about 2024 to find a quarterback because they're, uh, a bit away from being an impact team. It's, it's strange how last year, everybody labeled everyone in that division as a contender. And all of a sudden a year later, there's no Brady, and it doesn't look like they're going to be in the market for Rodgers or anybody else right now. That Raiders thing took a, an absolute ugly turn with uh, with McDaniel here in year two. Yeah, you can imagine he has a long tenure there, right? And Devontae Adams got the money, and I, I never feel bad about anybody who either A, gets paid, or B, retires on their own terms. Not that Adams is close to retiring, but he was going to throw him the football. You know, he went from... Aaron Rodgers winning an MVP with him, two MVPs with him in a row, to Derek Carr, who had a mediocre season. And now, I mean, I don't know. Can they can Garoppolo and McDaniels work maybe? I wouldn't hate that. But you're right. Last year, they were the hot division. And one team won the championship, and everybody else underperformed. The Chargers of the classic NFL underperformer. I had them going to the Super Bowl last year. Of course, that didn't happen. Then they blow their playoff game against Jacksonville, as only the Chargers pretty much can. And, and the Broncos, I I was so glad when their season ended. They had like eight standalone games, and almost all of them were horrible. They were unwatchable. And then the Raiders, I don't know about you. I just wish the Raiders would go back to Oakland and the Chargers would go back to San Diego. And um, just it doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't I don't I don't like the Vegas. I know they wanted Vegas is a good market and everything. Give them an expansion team or give them a team that nobody cares about. I, I still think the Raiders should be in Oakland. And I I know there's problems with that stadium and they don't want to build it and everything. But and there's all sorts of gridlock there. But and they'll probably lose the A's at some point. But to me, it's the Oakland Raiders. It's Kenny Stabler and John Madden and Clifford Branch and Fred Bolitnikoff and. But it's money, bro. Money makes money makes the world go round. And and Oakland is not a city that is built to handle professional teams. They just don't have that economy and the and and the structure. And that's why you got to go across the bay. That's where they have the money and the structure. Unfortunately, Oakland is not a big enough town to be a professional sports town. You're probably right about that. That's the sad part about it, man. You know, look at look at the 
uh, the Warriors. They, they kind of had to, you know, they were kind of in the middle and they moved over more to the city and, you know, and, and just you see right, the San Francisco. The Niners stadium is nowhere near San Francisco now, right? Yeah, yeah it's Palo Alto. So it's moved out and it's, it's just a, a different part of the world. And it's probably, they're not New York, New Jersey. That's the thing. Unfortunately, Oakland is not New Jersey. You know, maybe they both have smell. Maybe that's the only thing that, you know, I don't know. Does Oakland have any gas refineries like uh, Jersey? I don't know if they do. I don't remember. I don't remember any stench really out of Oakland like it is Jersey. But outside of that, Jersey is way bigger and they can handle it. Whereas Oakland just doesn't have the juice, man, unfortunately. I hear you. I, you like to think of the NFL that any any size market can be viable because of the way the game is structured. We know it doesn't work in other sports, right? But um, you, you make valid points. Maybe I just have to accept. And, and Vegas is a good market. I, I, I it's an up and coming market. Yeah, it's a, yeah. A, and it's a and it's a destination city. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't completely sell out because it's transient over there, you probably have a ton of people that live there that don't that are not from Vegas. But but whenever the Packers or the Dolphins or the Bears or whoever goes there, those fan bases are going to flock. For sure. Like they come here to Miami because – or L.A. You know, L.A. also is very transient. And so I'm sure you're not going to fill it up with Rams fans, but I'm sure there's going to be, you know, an extra 10, 15,000 of those fans from the visiting cities. Why? Because Los Angeles is a destination type city. And that's even where- a bigger thing for the Chargers, right? I mean, any Charger game – they're outnumbered by the Always. visiting fans. And it, 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 I actually think Vegas is a good sports city anyway. I mean, look how well they've supported the hockey team. Right? Yeah. I mean, the Knights. At now, the now, now the hockey team has done their part. They, yes, they have sure. been relevant from day freaking Yeah, one. they made the finals the first year, was it? Yep. Yeah. So they've been re- – and they maintained it. You know what I mean? They like they, they stay being a pretty good team overall. Isn't so it fascinating good. how quickly expansion hockey teams have been good lately? I mean, Vegas goes to the finals right away. Seattle has a good team. Seattle's a legitimate contender now in their second season. Well, you know, the problem is it's what baseball needs. They have a hard cap, bro. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you live, what city you're in, everybody works with the same amount of money. So it's up to your skill set as a front office and a coaching staff to either find players or develop them and get the max out of them. So Vegas is obviously doing it better than most, and that's why they've been relevant because that's what baseball needs. That's what will save baseball, actually, if you put a, a, an even level cap on everybody. Not that that will ever happen because the, the, the power teams are never going to want that. They're never going to want to vote for it. You think, what is it, Steve Cohen? I think Cohen, the, the owner for the Mets? Yeah, sure. You think, you think that guy wants to have an even level playing field with the Marlins? No, dude. He wants to – he wants to be able to buy whatever the hell he wants. I mean, his payroll is seventy-five million more than the Yankees this year. You know, yeah, and like that's Sh- what it's like that's Shohei Otani would be a free agent next year. It's like, okay, where's he going? Well, I, I, it's like three teams. Three teams make right. sense, you know, and like twenty-six don't. Right. You know, a player that everybody, in theory, should want. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, so anyway, yeah. um, let me ask you really quick before we get out of here. Um, yes. Where, where do you come down on the baseball rule changes? Oh, I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him because, I, look, man, I'm a classic baseball fan. So to me, um, I love the game the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to shift. I like more bunting. I like more stealing. I like more manufacturing runs. Bunting I hate play, the yeah. I, I hate the home run strikeout thing. 
So I'm more of a classic guy. But I do understand that the young people have no 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 attention span. And so they can't sit there and really watch a game. So speeding it up, I get it, dude. I get it. I, I, you know, Terry Pendleton used to drive my ass crazy. And Noma Garcia Para used to drive my ass crazy when they'd step out of the box and fix every goddamn thing on their bodies before they stepped into the box. But So I, I get those things. I get that you got to speed it up because, dude, your, your sport is dying. Your fans are dying. And you're doing a shit job of picking up young fans, and that's really the problem with the with the with the with Major League Baseball is that they can't find the future of their fans. It's crazy. I remember it wasn't that long ago. Basketball didn't have a shot clock. The NCAA tournament only had a shot clock into the mid '80s, right? I mean, you know, Dean yeah. Smith famously one year Duke was in a zone defense, and Dean Smith said, "We're just going to pass the ball until they get out of the zone." So at halftime, it was like four to two or something like that. <laughs> you know, talk about trying to ruin your sport, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with speeding up play. I'm with you. I hate the way home runs and strikeouts smother the game. And it's also when, when a guy grounds out to right field, there's a keg party of, of defenders out there. Right. I, that doesn't seem right to me. I So I end the game going a little bit quicker. Nobody ever went to the park and said, I, I hope I see a bunch of pitching changes today. I right. hope I see Tony Fossis pitch today. You know, right. no. no. You know, this idea that the starter goes four innings, I hate that too. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you. Let these guys, let the starter pitch seven innings. You know, yeah. we don't need 14 relievers every day. You know, that's not the way baseball should be. Man, that slows it down too. All right, what do you got going on? on Yahoo Sports so folks can check you out, my friend. Yeah, a lot of fantasy baseball coverage. Of course, Yahoo Fantasy Baseball is open. We'll be doing a ton of free agency and draft coverage, so check out the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast, which is hosted by my colleague Matt Harmon. I'm one of the regular guests on that. And uh, we'll do also be doing a lot of NCAA tournament, NCAA tournament basketball stuff, and I'll be involved in that as well. So about a week from now, you'll be filling out your bracket, trying to make some money that way. All in play, all in season at Yahoo Sports. And follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Scott, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. All right. Sports Grill, baby. Eight amazing locations. The new Doral location is open. Go take advantage at Sports Grill. And, by the way, you can take the sauces home, too. Yeah, baby. The Dallas sauce. Yeah, the barbecue. The Miami Heat. They've got them all for you there. You can take them home with you. Yes, sir, the Blackberry Barbecue. That's right. Add it to your cart. Take it home. Sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you in South Florida, one of the great sports bars in this country, Sports Grill.